How's the bite? I'm Ken Root. It is the beginning of fall on the calendar, although we've already had several days of it. Joining me is Bob Urban, the entrepreneur owner of Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg under the big walleye. Bob, I sure enjoy the cooler weather and a little bit of rain. Yeah, and a little bit of fog this morning, too, Ken. The walleye is hard to see out here. It's been a foggy morning, but a lot of people out fishing this morning, and we did get some rain, which is good. Still fishing. Guys were fishing through the rain yesterday. I kind of look for a fall change of weather, and I actually just desire it greatly after the heat of summer to know that we're going to have cooler weather. Uh, We're going to hopefully have rain. You know, things are going to green up. All of the leaves are going to change colors, which is happening. To me, it's about as delightful as any time you can get of the year right now. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And I've a lot of uh, ladies coming and buying their fall mums, pumpkins, stuff like that. Agree as well. Um, fall is one of my favorite times. Uh, the hunters are out. They, every, you know, it's just a lot going on in the fall for outdoorsmen. But then the scenery up here, especially in the Gutenberg area, is phenomenal uh, when the leaves change colors. And you, Ken, being from the area, would know that, uh, you know, the locals get to see it. But then what is the population? Probably quadruple on the weekends. The number of people that come through with motorcycles and old cars and uh, normal touring vehicles is uh, is quite a few. But they don't overrun us. You know, there's some places up in the northeast of the U.S., up in Vermont. Uh, the locals come to dislike those leaf peepers because there's so many of them. But we really never have that huge a crowd. And uh, we've got a lot of neat things. And it's a big area. You know, they can go on up into Wisconsin just a little ways from us. And they can go across the river and and uh, be in some other area that's very pretty. So, it's a wide area where you can enjoy that upper Mississippi. You no, know, I agree with you with the uh, all the apple orchards and and uh, just a lot to do. You can make a loop, I would say, right? You Wisconsin yeah. side, Iowa side, and you can get the the vast majority of it. Still do it on your motorcycle. Still do it on on your convertible. Uh, stuff is perfect. Temperatures are perfect. Uh, the rain though is is something new that we haven't seen for the last two months and and we welcome it even though it goofs up your day a little bit if you're if you're outside well being an ag guy i love dirt and uh the neighbor and i on espen island uh, earlier this week uh worked up a yard uh after uh three tenths of an inch of rain i think the night before and when he he was had a little bobcat loader with a grater on the front and a bucket on the front he said this is the first time i've smelled dirt this year and bob there is actually something in freshly plowed soil that gives you a uh, euphoria and i tell you it's it's really nice and the dirt worked up pretty well now we just have to figure out the ideal time to seed this grass in which i think was thursday so we'll see how it goes (laughs) no you're probably right it was perfect um but it a lot of folks didn't get to do what you guys did. It's it's just an off year for that. Um, planting, we noticed that on our tree tree side of things or shrub shrub side side of things. But it's just a it's just a different year. That's what people keep saying. It's just weather wise, it's it's been very very odd. Well, it's an extreme year, extreme flooding, extreme heat, 
um, and extremely nice right now. Speaking of fishing, have you been out this week? I have been. Um, Larry was down kind of in the hospital and, and under the weather there for this week, so I worked a lot this week at the store. And then in order to keep the peace, the guys have talked me to going into fishing after work. I'm staying up here, so just hop in the boat, fish for a couple hours. Uh, we've got some hot spots. We've been fishing for perch and bluegills. The bite's been a little different from last week when it was hot and heavy, but we're still catching fish. I saw a catfish Al Moran contradictory photo of him holding two big, beautiful ring perch. How'd you get him into that fishing? Oh, Al's got the time to go fishing. He's farming, you know, so he's got this time of the year until he gets until he gets into the, the crop season where he contracts that out. Uh, he's got the time to go fishing. So he's in here a lot. Uh, I asked him if he wanted to go one night, and he'll hop in the boat with anybody. Um, he's available to go. Um, single guys, so any ladies out there, he's 55 and single, but he's... Uh, You're telling people more about him than he wants you to. That's per- that's and you also perfect. photographed him more than he yeah. wants you to be photo- to photograph him. Yeah, it had to, it, it was a quick photo, but like I said, he's he's in the boat, he's with me, he's on a fully guided fishing trip is what I kept telling him. So I get to take pictures of him and then and then try to make him not single so he can he can do, you, do other things other than fish. Do you think we could start maybe a a matchmaker dating service for he and Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both of them, both of them. That's but no, Al, Al, uh, I had Ben out too over the weekend. I don't know if I told you that. Nolan and I had no. Benny out. He keeps anytime you ask Ben to do something, is no, nope, nope, he's not going. But then he'll come down to the ramp and watch you go fishing. <laughs> so it's like Benny, you're going, you're going with us. So he ended up. He just I didn't even offer it. I go, you're going with us. You don't even ask him now. You just say you're going with. So he went. You know, we, we did really we did really well over the weekend as well. You know, we could get them to double date with the Lee sisters. Oh, there you go. Hug and a home are really <laughs> nice girls, and uh, possibly that could work. Would you say people going out to fish? for pretty serious reasons, or you've got somebody with you that you want them to catch fish, maybe they're kids, what would you fish for right now? I The bluegill bite's really, really good. The sheephead bite's really good if you want to get people on fish. The fun part about both of those is they're in the same area. You can go out and catch them whenever. I would say midday for us right now has been pretty slow. Uh, water's clear, as you know, on Bussy Lake and in the backwaters. It's really, really clear right now. Uh, you know, with the lack of rain, lack of turbidity, barges not running maybe as fast, that uh-huh. really affects the water quality and and how clear the water is, believe it or not. That's one of the main factors. Are you saying fishing is better in turbid water than clear water on the Mississippi? To an extent, Ken. If it's really muddy after a really rain rainstorm, it's it's not that it's better. The way we're doing the technique that I'm using and how you're fishing them, is is tough in full sunlight. Um, those fish will go into the weeds where we're at is Bussy Lake, uh, backwaters. Those fish are going to go into the weeds when it's really sunny. Your boat's going to spook them when it's really sunny. If you have the right capabilities, longer rods, different stuff to get away from some of those variables, you'll do a lot better. You'll have a lot more success. Those guys with forward-facing sonars will tell you that. They know the fish behavior because they see it live. 
that you're spooking some of those fish when you're driving. Your trolling motor, that new technology where your trolling motor is constantly moving, you're scaring fish away. You don't even realize you're doing it. So um, there's a lot more to it when you have clear water and um, uh, lower water. So we got to be careful on that. It's a little easier when you're out in the mornings and the evenings and you have that lower light. Those fish are a lot hungrier and they're feeding a little bit better. They're not as spooky. Um, noticed that this week. So I've just been going out for the last couple hours and, and having some success. Uh, more quality this week versus quantity this week, which is which is fine if you know what you're going into it. And you did see Al got Al caught a 13 and a half and I caught a 12 and a half. But I keep saying when they were in the live well. Um, I caught the 13 and a half and he caught the 12 and a half. Sure. But. sure. That's always the case. I had a fisherman come by me and stop on the island the other day, uh, boat hooked up and everything, a dog in the boat. I guess they were fishing for something they had to, to point. But I said, uh, what are you catching? They said a lot of small bass, but the keepers were hard to come by. Does that mean that there's going to be a good future? for these species that are small and large in number now, or they're just bait fish for the big ones. Yeah, so Ken, I'll agree with him as far as the yeah. uh, the smaller bass. He's he's spot on. If we're fishing those weed lines, for some reason, um, if you're fishing the weed lines, the smaller fish are in there, obviously, for, um, for uh, protection. You know, they don't want to be out in the middle and get eaten by a northern or even a larger larger bass but the amount of three inch bass right now and and the biologist would know i would call them i doubt it's this year's fish i would say last year's spawn um this year's spawn would be even would be smaller so i'd say they're one-year-old fish um i don't know why but there is a lot of fingerlings in the river right now there's a lot of shad in the river right now those three inch bass there's a ton of them and that's what people are catching if you're using live bait um, we're catching a lot of those on the, in the, the weed lines. I kind of got away from the weed lines this week and started going out kind of in the middle of nowhere, just where current seams are and sand is. It's just a little easier to fish. We don't have that eelgrass. I was going to talk about that last week. People complain about that eelgrass coming down. Are you familiar with that, Ken? Yeah. Um, really, really prominent up in La Crosse area. So we see a lot of it from from their area uh genoa lynxville they'll complain the walleye guys will complain that stuff is just starting to break loose just patches of weeds when that starts dying off then it's harder to fish those open areas that i'm fishing right now so bigger fish right now they can roam um maybe their predator at the most you know bigger perch bigger bluegills their number one predator is probably i would say maybe like gar or northern so they can roam, they can be out in the middle of nowhere, but to those smaller fish are going to be on those weed edges um, and they're going to be, they're hot and heavy. So yeah, we caught, if you get on the weed edges, you might catch 15 of those small little bass. I don't know how you're catching them, but we are, we're hooking them. So that means you're really good fishermen is what, in my opinion, that's what I've been telling people. You can hook a three inch one, the 16 inch crappies are easy. Yeah, no problem at all. You talked to a gentleman who is really getting into fishing now. We talked to him once before uh, last spring, Bill Chatama. And, uh, Bob, for once, you did an interview with him. So set it up for me, and let's hear about uh, what you and Bill talked about. Bill's easy to interview. He comes in. He's an awesome guy. 
happy to be retired now. Um, took him a while. He worked worked his butt off for years, and it took him about a year or two to get into that retirement gig, and he's loving it, and he's learning. He's open for fishing. He's got one heck of a story. He had the whole the whole store in here just dropping his jaw when he was when he was talking about uh, this story. I'm not going to give anything away, but a must listen to first that I've ever heard of right right from his dock and uh he lives up in clayton he's got a cabin up there um for his retirement cabin and and uh getting out fishing a lot and um just just one of those areas where you don't really have to get too far away from home um, a lot of people want to start fishing they have one lake to fish and they'll go right across the lake right i do the same thing Speed up. You got that fast boat. You might as well get as far away from the dock as you can and, and come uh, fish that on the way back. Nobody ever fishes the dock. Well, Bill's got a great story on why you should this time of year. Uh, getting back into interviewing some of the guests or the customers we have here. Bill Chatham, if you can remember. Uh, last year, he figured out how to use One Eyes. He's back in the store. Bill, what did I say to you when you walked in the door? I hadn't seen you for a while. Where the hell have you been? That's what my grandpa used to say to me if I didn't get in and visit him. So <laughs> hopefully that works for customers, maybe scare him away. But Bill's Bill's back. He's he's uh, hasn't been to his cabin in a while. He's been golfing a lot. But he's got a story for us, uh, and I'm just going to hand it over to Bill. All right. Thank you, Bob. So... <clears throat> It was last month. We got a new dock for my wife's boat. It's a it's solar driven, and it's got lifts. And so one night I went down there, and uh, I had to raise the lift up. Her boat was out, and I raised the lip lift up. And these barrels on top of the barrels were these twelve inch crappies just flopping all over the barrels and I went oh my gosh I've never really caught many crappies on on my dock catch bluegills and bass and I told her I said go get the net and by the time we got the net they had flopped off these big black barrels but they were big and I went well I think this new uh, lift you have is structure and I said it's bringing in the crappies I said so you're not going to be able to park your boat on this lift anymore <laughs> because because you know it's structure but anyway that's that didn't happen but so I've been going out there at night and uh little jig plastic dropping it in when the boat's not in above the barrels and i'd say probably two foot down bang bang how much water are you in uh that lift is in about uh that lift is in about eight foot of water so and we got a a wing dam that's close to us but uh uh, so it, you know, it's eight foot of water and there's not a lot of current and, uh, 
So, you know, there's not a lot of them. You go down and get two or three, and then that's about it. That that was my question, Bill, is that's what we've been getting, and I can go out and chase crappies. But if I catch two or three, I want to stay there. I don't I, – I have my brain's wired to stay there. So when they were flopping, how many there were? Because the guys – three of them. They were three, and they were – 10, 12s, they were good size, you know, almost got them, but by the time we got the net, they they were gone, but that's probably not very fair anyway, catching them that way. Yeah, I'm not sure. If, <laughs> I guess it's your dock. I'm not sure how that would be, how that would be interpreted. Uh, we probably wouldn't want it interpreted. No. The, the judge might interpret it for us. I know. So. Like I, yeah, like I got a net out there, and I'm, you know, illegally catching fish but well i guess if they were up there who knows but the report we've been getting to um not necessarily docks but that's a very um common spot in the fall that they'll go to um we haven't found them on uh wing dams a few wing dams one or two three fish in your brush piles and and guys are just waiting for them to group up they're not really grouped up yet we did drop from 80 degree water temperature to 70 this week and uh i would i would I would say we might be into the the 70s, mid high high 60s, uh, all week next week with it cooling down. So um, that's awesome. That's awesome. So sell the boat basically. Just put in put in. She can't park there anymore. So I said you got to leave the lift down. Let's put in three lifts, sell the boat, and and invite everybody up for fishing trip. That's that's it. All right. Thanks, Bill. I'm really, it's always nice to see you next time. Uh, hopefully it's uh, a little sooner than, well, what has it been? It's, since been it's been since last fall. That I saw you? I think so. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah, that's a while. He's been golfing. His golf game's excellent. Now he just needs to fine-tune his fishing skills. He's picking up some weedless jigs, some bobbers, um, pretty much, the, yeah, that's pretty much what he'll need for the, the fall bite. Yep, that's what I usually use, and we do okay. You know, I know people catch a lot more, but my wife and I go out, and we have some spots in the trees, and, you know, we get enough to eat, so it's fun. It's a good time. Yeah, and I think after uh, the water temperature drops, I think you'll be able to get into that where you might catch six, seven at a time. Just need to be cautious with the crappies, advising everybody as far as, Getting too close to the trees, the docks maybe even a little bit if you're walking on the docks. Yep. Could spook them. They will come back, but it sometimes takes them longer than like a bluegill or something. It could take 10 minutes for them to be more comfortable around that area. Um, unless they're used to it. Like if you guys are on the docks a lot, uh, they, not, might, they, might, a lot they might be used to that. So uh, good crappie report. I haven't really had many. Um, so I just wanted to let everybody know that's what's going on. So I'm sure everybody knows, but... These places we go to, uh, I'll tell you what, you got to trim her up because there's, there's things that I've never hit before. And I got a tunnel drive boat, and so I trim, trim the boat or the 90 horse Yamaha up and, and go slow, but it's, it's kind of scary out there, so just be careful. I would agree with you. I mean, I just went over to the spillway. Uh, the other day, and uh, all of a sudden you think you're in three foot of water, four foot of water, and you got to trim up. And my deep V walleye boat is is dragging. So, 
Um, I haven't really found the exact spot where the deepest spot is over there. I thought I was in it, but but uh, the river also went down six, seven inches. So yep. that that's all it took for me to start hitting sand. Just be careful. You know, you don't need to get there in a hurry. That's that's true. That's what the trolling motor's for, and, and they're a little more forgiving in, in the area. Once I get in, then pop that trolling motor in, and it's a little bit it's a little bit more safe. So, uh, we've been having reports, and the boat companies and the the marinas have been pretty busy with lower units and props. So, not to prevent that, uh, they always need the business, but they could take some business elsewhere. They don't want they don't want all that. A lot of money. It is. It's a lot of money. I've done. Yeah, a lot of a lot of broken parts can happen from there, and then uh, even injuries and stuff if you're if you're up on plane or something. Yep. So, have a good fall fishing. Hope everybody catches a bunch. Yep, bites picking up, and uh, even to get Bill back up here, he's off the golf course, so that means the bite is picking up. Thanks, Bill. Always good to see you. All right, Bob. Well, that was wonderful, Bob. Nice job. Let's talk with uh, Greg Vance here. Uh, Greg is a young man over at uh, based at uh, Hartwick Marina, uh, Lake Delhi, and uh, pretty impressive bass fisherman. Yeah, Greg's been uh, he's I would call him the younger generation of the professional fishermen, and uh, him and his family have a new business and and uh, have really good things going over in the Delhi area, and we have a lot of customers too that fish Delhi, and and I would say it's really. Really picking up over there, especially in the fall bite here, once recreation boating stops. Bob, I have Greg Vance on the phone with me. Bob Urban sings your praises of some of the things that you've done at your young age here. Greg, where are you based? I understand you and your parents work together. Yeah, so we are we're based right here on Lake Delhi. Um we are the only full service marina on the lake. So we do a variety of things. Um obviously with full service we do boat service, so engines, um we're a mercury dealer. We do Harris pontoons, we are a low fishing boat dealer and we also do Prince Craft pontoons. And then we do um dock and lift stuff, shore station dealer. We do gas, we have a store, storage, rental slips, uh, pontoon rentals. We do a whole bunch of different stuff. Well, for those people who have a, a knowledge of Delhi Lake, how would you call the lake today with the dam back and uh, the people seeming to really um, like living around it? Yeah, so when I was a kid, um, I grew up coming out here during the summer months, you know, from when school got out, Memorial Day um, through to Labor Day or, you know, a little bit later, and we'd come out, you know, Thursday nights and we'd spend the weekend and, and then head home back on Monday and go back to school or whatever. But I grew up out here, did a lot of a lot of boating, fishing, water skiing, that type of thing. And then uh, the, the lake actually went out in 2010. It would have been July of 2010. And then it took them six years to get the funding um, and the backing to get the dam rebuilt, and then the lake got filled back in in August of 2016. Do you feel like the fishery has come back to normal? I would say there's times where fishing's really good, but I don't think it's completely back to where it needs to be. Um, you know, they restocked it when the lake came back in 2016. 
you know, the numbers are there, but the size isn't quite there yet. You know, there's some decent fish that are out there, but it, it, it definitely got to work for them to, in order to catch them. Well, tell me the uh, exploits you've had uh, as a uh, professional bass fisherman. You just completed the state tournament in Iowa. How did you do? I, I ended up having a really good tournament. Um, there was, I believe, I have to go back and look. I think there was like mid, mid-50s, like 52, 53 boats, something like that. And I ended up fi- finishing fourth. So the top uh, 12 guys move on to a regional tournament, which would be held next year somewhere. They haven't announced where and when yet. But um, so the those top 12 guys will go to a regional tournament, and then it will be the top 20 guys from that tournament um, from, I believe, nine or ten other states that will be representing that regional tournament to move on to a national tournament. And then from the national tournament, they take the top three guys to uh, try to qualify for the Bassmaster Classic. So that's that's the route it takes to get there. So it's the state tournament, regionals, and the nationals um, to qualify for the, the biggest tournament in all of bass fishing. Well, just to get as far as you've done is quite an accomplishment. How do you feel about uh, what it'll take to win it all? Well, it's a it's a long road, and it depends on where the where the regional tournament's held. But if it's if it's held close to home, I feel really confident about it. Um, I, I feel confident regardless, but. You know, you got to do your your time and your you got to you got to look at doing your homework basically and figuring out how I can take a body of water and and break it down to figure out where I can you know do the best and have my best chances of qualifying for the next round. How much pre-fishing do you feel like you have to do to be ready? Well, as much as you possibly can. Um, they've changed the rules this year, so I think there's actually going to be an off-limits period. So you're only going to get uh, a short period of time, which I think will be two or three days at max, to break down the body water and to find enough fish for three days. So it's a uh, it's, you know a five fish limit. Five biggest fish have to be 14 inches or bigger. And uh, the way the river has been fishing the, the last couple of years, um, fishing's been one it's gotten better, I think, and two guys are getting better as far as you know the technology and and guys spending more time on the water and and all that but you know time on the water is is by far your greatest tool um, but sometimes when it's limited with having an off limits you got to try to do homework ahead of time to figure out you know what area of the river you want to focus on or you know that time of year where the fish might be positioned and, and what they're feeding on and that sort of thing so it, it, there's a lot of a lot of different things that that come in play Greg Vance let me ask you about the technology you uh, are allowed to use and maybe you feel you're required to use. Um, how sophisticated is it? It's become very sophisticated. Um, you know, back in the day they had just, you know, 2D sonar, and now we're to the point where we have, you know, 3D, you know, structure scan, side imaging, down imaging, and now what they call forward-facing sonar, which is, a, you know, sonar that shoots out in front of the boat and you can point the trolling motor wherever and basically see what's out in front of you, whether it's structure, whether it's fish you know, whatever you may be fishing and it's real time. So I can actually throw my bait out there and watch it drop in front of a fish's face. Um, or, you know, it, it, it allows anglers to catch fish that you might not know are there to begin with. There's positives and negatives to both of it. Um, obviously I think it, it can, um, definitely enhance your chances of catching more fish, especially the ones that you might not know are there to begin with. 
but it also sometimes could be a hindrance where you're you're focusing on that too much and not just going out and, and fishing you know so there's there's both sides to it there's there's a lot of guys that do really well with it have really mastered it it's kind of like playing video games i mean it takes a a lot of learn it's a learning curve it's not just go out there and all oh, you're going to find all the fish and catch them it's you still got to know what you're doing um you still got to master the the art but there's also guys that really don't want anything to do with it and they think you know it, it's cheating but in reality it's it's technology using to the best of your advantage um if if you want to go ahead and, and use that route so can you tell me uh who your sponsors are have you got enough sponsors to carry you or is this uh, something that is going to take away your time and your income while you go chase them <laughs> bass fishing is the most expensive sport <laughs> ever <laughs> Um, between having a boat and a truck and all the equipment and then obviously entry fees, the tournaments. I mean, for the guys that are, that are making a living on it, um, there's a select handful and, and I'm definitely not to that point. Um, I def, I have a few sponsors that, that help me and Hartwood Marina is my, my, you know, number one sponsor with, you know, my family owning the business and, and then Mercury, um, sponsored by Mercury. I've got, got some other small sponsors, but, um, in order to, make this a full-time living it takes you'd have to do it full-time uh no other job spend every day on the water uh, representing your sponsors and having a lot of success on the water as well um that was my goal as a kid you know that's what i wanted to do full-time was just be a fisherman but um in reality you know it's really really tough to do um not saying it's it's impossible but it's it's just really tough and and uh you got to have the financial support, and then obviously you have to be able to go out there and catch a lot of fish. Well, speaking of technology, what type of communications uh, media are you using so people can follow your work? Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and then, uh, you know, I do some some shows. I go to the UNI Boat Show every year and do some seminars. Um, I've done seminars for high school teams. Um, I do a couple guided trips and later in the fall, um, but mainly on social media, it'd be Facebook and Instagram. I was talking the other day with a man who has a lot of experience in the industry, and he follows the bass tournaments pretty closely. He was giving the indication that even these high school and college age kids are good enough and have got enough energy that they well could be people who are winning it all at a very young age. Do you buy that? Oh yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot of young, great talent out there. There's no doubt. Um, and like I said, you know, those guys that how do you take a body of water and break it down so quickly and figure out how the the fish are positioned or where they're at? That's the biggest thing. Anybody can go out there and catch fish, but it's it's figuring out how to catch the bigger ones to you know succeed in tournament fishing and not worry about the smaller fish you know obviously they're fun to catch but you know in in tournament fishing it's it's your five biggest so it doesn't matter if you catch you know 10 12 pounds that doesn't really do you any good in a tournament you need that 15 to 17 pound bags um to really do success around here anyways uh, you know speaking for the mississippi river but uh even no matter where you go in the country you always got to focus on catching five biggest fish instead of a hundred little fish because that really doesn't do you any good putting time on the water, doing your homework, you know, learning the technology, learning different techniques, baits, all that kind of thing. 
you know, because we can't use um, live bait. Everything's artificial. So, you know, the, there's thousands of different techniques out there and, and being able to master not just, you know, a handful of them, but, you know, a dozen or more techniques and have the confidence and comfortability to, to do all sorts of different techniques is, is definitely a strength that you need. But, you know, if you have the financial financial backing and, and the heart and the drive and desire to do it, um, there's there's definitely opportunity out there for young guys. Well, Greg, it's really fun to listen to your enthusiasm and uh, obviously how you've applied this and uh, your family business helping to be able to be uh, a foundation for it. I'm, uh, I'm sure this will help to bring in more people. And you're based at Lake Delhi. It's Hartwick Marina. And uh, you're fishing uh, now, moving up to the regionals and the nationals over time. What is the way to find you on Facebook? It'd be Greg Vance Fishing on Facebook, and same thing with Instagram, Greg Vance Fishing. Greg Vance Fishing. Yep. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, good luck and good fishing. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. We now return to the incredibly intelligent dialogue between Ken and Bob. You love the cash register ringing. Yeah, yeah, this is the music of the show. We should just start with this rather than the music. It bugs you because of your years and edited well, it's radio. extraneous it? noise, but extraneous noise can be good as long as it is appropriately placed. <laughs> I didn't know how loud it was till I listened to the podcast. I apologize. I don't know how to make it any softer, but it is very loud. Well, to it, you well, know, when I listen to it, if back. people are going to hear it, they might as well know what it is. So <laughs> <clears throat> there it is, folks. Take it or leave it. Well, Bob, I have a suggestion. Today's show has been so good that we are going to let people listen to it for three weeks in a row, because as of now, I'm going on vacation. Pacific Northwest, Lewis and Clark Trail. Uh, my wife and I are going to start it on good terms, and hopefully we end it in the same way. And uh, we haven't taken a vacation like this in quite some period of time. You are going to be manning the store. You've got a lot of things you're going to be doing. When is your tent sale? Tent sale, 12th through the 15th uh, All right. of, October. of October. So, yeah, when are you coming back? I'll be back on the 10th, so we'll be able to promote it. In fact, I'll be talking to you the day you start the tent sale for our next show. And I hope that uh, people don't have to curl up in the fetal position because they're not getting this show for the next couple of weeks. But it is okay for them to come into Murray's and buy something because that does counteract the negative effects. Yeah, definitely we'll be here. Um, the bite is picking up. I do want to emphasize that. Did want a little bit of a break for both of us. Um, you were kind of getting on my nerves there a couple, a couple to no, I'm just kidding. But the break for us, so you can go do your thing. Uh, that that vacation is going to be one of a lifetime. So I'm glad you're getting away. I don't want to bug you, uh, but people can follow us on Facebook. I will be posting what we're fishing for, what's going on. I do anticipate the walleye bite to get a lot better. Um, and when you come back, Ken, it'll be hot and heavy. They'll be on the float, landing 615. They'll be fishing. 
uh, crappie bite will be picking up and the boaters will be taking their boats out, the recreation boaters. And that's always a good sign when fishing really picks up when those recreation boats are winterizing their boats, which will be happening when you get back um, from October to October 15th ish. Um, fishing really will pick up then when the temps get down. Water temp 67 degrees and we need it under 60 to really flip them. So uh, that should happen in in, in next couple of weeks when, when we're not chatting. We also are coming up on an anniversary of this podcast, How's the Bite? We started it at the end of October last year, and except for a little um, winter hiatus, we have kept it going all the way through. Now Bob and I are going into a high-level renegotiation period. I've been watching Suits on Netflix, so I'm kind of ready for this. And uh. I think that possibly I can flip him in a number of areas and I can double-cross him, and I know a number of things that he doesn't want the world to know I'm going to use against him. So, Bob, uh, get ready. Oh, boy. Well, it is what it is. At this point, you have me hooked, uh, just like we have some fishermen hooked <laughs> listening to the show. No, Ken, it's, I, the guys are coming in listening. Um, what's that tactic? What's the drop shot you were using? Just had it yesterday. Um, I'm happy that I'm getting out and fishing. I don't know everything. I'd never claim to. I'm not a professional fisherman, but I do like to fish. I do like to get out. And I'm learning the Mississippi River uh, a lot more. And that's my goal maybe in the next couple of weeks while you're gone is to is to get out, use some stuff that I haven't used before. And we'll talk about it on the show. And we'll have Larry back too. Hopefully he'll be full, full-fledged. Dan and Larry have been uh, under the weather here. So We've been manning it by yourself, and we just want to wish them the best as well. Absolutely. Bob, you really have some great people, and uh, they know what you need when you come in. And you have, in your strength of profession, I think, is this knowledge of the tackle and bait industry to where that you really walk that and talk that. And, of course, that is your livelihood, and fishing is the outcome of that for many people. So, uh it's the place to go. It's who you're going to call. And uh, I think people who get a chance to drop by Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg under the big walleye uh, will find it to be a welcoming place. So come in and join us 6 to 5 every day except Sunday and just 6 to 3 on Sunday. Uh, unless it's hot and heavy fishing season, and then you stay open later. So, <laughs> Yeah, we've done that. We, My son closed the door on somebody, and we had to have the talk how we don't do that because he wanted to go fishing. Somebody's in the parking lot. <laughs> right, at, right at 3 o'clock, he's like, no, we're closed. And I go, oh, no, bud. This is our this is our family business. We we don't do that, but we will go fishing after we help these two customers that need our help. So. But you and, you and your wife have a really safe trip to Ken. Uh, enjoy the scenery. And hopefully it's everything you think it'll be out there. It should be nice weather for them, too. For Bob Urban, I'm Ken Root. This is How's Bite. Take care. Be safe. Good luck and good fishing.